Jock Podcast. I'm the Fitz, once again, joined by my co-host and Hawk Jock creator, Ryan. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, enjoying this bitterly cold, snowy October evening, I guess. Yeah. Like, what's up with that, man? It's October. It should be, like, 60s, 70s, beautiful weather out. Yeah, I don't even mind the rain, but it's this 20, 30-degree weather that's just painful. I hate it. I hate every second of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me grumpy, definitely. I'm not ready. Like, I'm not <laughs> ready for that yet. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, it, it makes me, uh, makes me a different person whenever I look outside and, it's, you know, it feels like January outside. So I just, I hate, I hate every second of it. I'm, I'm a Scrooge when it comes to a, whenever it gets cold out and I just, I don't like it. I don't like, I, I like, I like hot weather. I, I like being in shorts and a t-shirt. I hate being in jeans and stocking cap and gloves and and uh, and a big coat. I just hate it. So I'm a little scroogey right now, but maybe uh, it, it sounds like it's going to warm up a little bit uh, and maybe this, this snow and rain and everything will will die off by by the weekend. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, close to 50 on Saturday, so um that's that's pretty good. That'll and we're at prime time of the day, so <clears throat> it should be around forty to fifty. So uh, and sunny out, so that helps. But um, also want to apologize uh, for JoJo. He's um, a little obnoxious tonight, so you're probably going to hear him making a lot of noise. <laughs> he normally is pretty chill, but it's, since it's cold out, I haven't been able to able to take him to the dog park. So he's all hopped up and. Just walking around, had to take his bone away from him because he was crunching on it, and that wouldn't sound too good in the podcast. Um, so, well, yeah. Anyways, if he barks or grabs a toy and starts squeaking it, apologize in advance. He'll be he'll be okay. <laughs> people people love dogs, so they'll forgive him. I bet. Yeah. All right. Well, um, first thing before we get into the K State KU rivalry and, and football. <clears throat> want to touch on something the NCAA brought up. Uh, they are allowing players to, they're not allowing them, they're allowing conversations um, and allowing a work group to be created to uh, develop a plan for players to be able to profit off their, their uh, likeness and image and all that. So um, it's a step in the right direction. I've heard some mixed things. I don't know all detail of, of what exactly is going on, but it sounds like it, the NCAA is basically just saying things and not really actually doing something. Um, but Ryan, what do you what have you heard? And what do you think about it? Like usual, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's it's a step in the right direction. I think we've talked about it for the last you know year that we've year and a half that we've been doing the podcast that something needs to happen and and it's it's good to see that that people that these players uh they can possibly make name or make money off their own name which is which is great that's that's you know that's what they're supposed to be doing that's what's 
what they're going to do eventually anyways. The, I know that I know that the big argument is always uh, that they that they get these scholarships scholarships and these stipends and things like that. But you know the these players now, they can, they can not, I guess not yet, not yet, but eventually, hopefully, uh, they can be like some of these Instagram people and like these YouTube people. What, what was that, that, that kicker that was from Florida? I don't remember. Is that UCF maybe? I can't remember what college it was. Uh, that he, that they make money off their, off their name by having these accounts and they can do these advertising advertisements and things like that that's huge for them and that's you know that's 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 a benefit of being a being a star player and i i think it's great i think it hopefully that it's going to help if they do this and then hopefully they uh they they go back to the nba being able to draft directly out of high school i think those two things can really help help the college game to me and, uh, you know, it's going to help the college game because it's going to get rid of some of the one-and-dones, which obviously I like the one-and-done just as much as anybody. I also dislike the one-and-done just as much as anybody. Uh, but, they, you know, it, it, it helps the game. It, it helps grow the game. If, if somebody's good enough to go to the NBA right out of high school, I think they should be allowed to. Uh, if, I, if I'm good enough to do a job, I – I could go directly out of high school. I don't understand why they can't. Um, but then, you know, it's going to keep these, these programs, uh, with, with players for two to three years, hopefully. And it's just going to help grow the game and it's going to help, help some of these players stay maybe a little bit longer. You know, instead of trying to go into the draft before they're really ready. But maybe they're promised some of the, some some money. Maybe they're you know maybe they're promised a lot of money and and then they don't end up, end up getting drafted. You know that hurts. That hurts the that hurts the student athlete. Which at that point, obviously, I guess they're just the athlete, they're not the student. But it'll help keep the student athletes there uh, at these at these schools. And I think it's huge. And I hope that they're not just talking. I hope that something really really moves. But it is great to see that they are talking about it now instead of just saying, oh, that will ruin all amateurism. And if you ever listen to Jay Billis, he hates that word. And I agree with Jay Billis a lot. And I, I think that probably some of this might have to do with the things that he's done. So I, I love it. I, I absolutely love the fact that they're, they're trying to at least make some movement on it. Yeah, <clears throat> I've heard that they've already created work groups. The only difference is instead of just one work group, they're trying to create work groups within the divisions, um, which is it just it's so dumb. Just they sit down and they talk about what what they need to do, and they decide to make another work group or more work groups. Um, like the work group that they already created just can't figure it out. Uh, so yeah, it's, it sounds like something um, we would do at my job. Um, if, if it doesn't, too. if one meeting doesn't help, let's do, let's have more meetings to, to figure it out. And it's like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what you want to let's do. Add, let's add 20 more people and then have the same freaking meeting. Yeah, exactly. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I don't know. You, what's, know what's, yeah, you know, it's better than one boss. That's five. <clears throat> yeah. 
literally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I don't know. I, I've heard. You know, I don't know. It, it, and there's there's so many things that the NCAA said within that that it has to still fall along the collegiate guidelines, and uh, so you know they're going to limit them. They're going to put all, a bunch of rules and. So it's going to be messy, even if they do allow it. There's going to be people that are going to be getting in trouble because they're going to um, they're going to have these rules that are probably going to be complicated. I'm assuming it's not going to be uh, you know something that's clear cut and, and just because the NCAA is just how they are, man. They just like to punish people, so uh, especially kids. Like seriously, th- th- this whole issue <clears throat> isn't about. You know these these kids getting paid. They should be getting paid. They should be getting the money that they that they've earned. Um, you know, it's it's these brands that are coming after them, the kids. Like, you know, wh- why are we talking about punishing the kids if they really don't want them to get paid? Why aren't they going after the guys that are paying them? You know, tell them, hey, if you want to, if you go after a college kid, then you lose your license. You know what I mean? Then they're right. then they're not going to go after a college kid. If they're if this person's enrolled in school, you can't go after him. You can't pay him any money, or else you lose your license. No guy wants to, to lose their license, you know, because you have to have a license, from what I understand, to be an agent. So um, I don't know. It's just it's just really weird that they, they the NCAA has something in it uh, out for these these kids because they could make more money than they make, or they could take money away from them. Which it's not really taking money away from them. It's more they're just taking the money that they've earned, their rightful money. <clears throat> and the NCAA doesn't want to do that. They don't want to give that that money up. Um, they like putting it in their pockets. So, anyways, and that's and that's like and that's like Jay Billis's biggest biggest issue with everything is that there's 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 so much money involved in the NCAA and and what each player. You know what each player really brings to to the NCAA, but the NCAA doesn't want that player to have it because they want it themselves. So if you really watch Jay Billis and in these things, he's he's always on the player's side. He always will be. Um, that's one reason why I really like him. That's probably why some people really hate him. Um, don't know how you hate him, but I know that a lot of people do. And uh, but that's that's what he does. He's that that's his big thing is that. The NCAA is pocketing all this money. All these universities are pocketing billions of dollars, and these players are getting a scholarship, you know, quote unquote, uh, and and that's it. And they're they're supposed to be fine with it. They're they're dedicating their lives to to playing this sport for free for a university and getting zero out of it. Yeah, if they go out to eat with a friend, <clears throat> their friend cannot pay for their meal. You know what I mean? Like th- that's how much the NCAA has on them. Like, oh, you can have, you get this stipend, you get a, you know, a scholarship, and that's great. But you literally don't get any of the same rights that any other student that's on academic scholarship is going to get. If we see that anybody pays for anything of yours, then that's it. You're done. And and, they, and right. the thing is, like, they they can't even like. They can't have jobs outside of it. Of course, they they couldn't have jobs anyway. They spend so much time within their sport and um, doing community stuff out with the teams and um, <clears throat> classes and, and tutoring and all that. So 
it'd be very difficult for them to have a job, but they wouldn't even be allowed to. They're not allowed to make money outside of, you know, what their stipend or whatever that they're getting. So there's just so many rules and it's like, man, why? And it's all to keep this amateurism and it's all just because the NCAA really at the end of the day wants to keep that money in their pockets. And, um, you know, kudos to California and I think Florida as well for creating the law that allows their student, their student athletes to get paid because that's right now what's forcing the NCAA to start making changes. And if the NCAA can sit here and talk all they want, make it seem like they're going to make a change, but if they don't get on the bus soon and make it happen, then they just won't be anymore. Yeah. I think a lot of these, these big power five conferences might end up, you know, going, going away. And, you know, that, that bill that, that California passed, it doesn't, it doesn't go into effect till I think 2023. So we, so the, the NCAA still does have time to, to make sure that all the, all their rules and laws and everything, uh, you know, fit into it. But if they don't, then that also gives all of these other teams in these power five conferences that make billions of dollars off of these players and these quote unquote student athletes, uh, that, that gives them time to do something else and, and to possibly go against them. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're all a little bit selfish too. And the biggest reason we want this to happen, uh, is NCAA football, <laughs> the game, EA sports. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah. EA sports. Man, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. We, we when did we talk? Was that the beginning of the year? Was that the? Was that one of our first podcasts? I think you said you'd give up an entire paycheck for it. So absolutely, um, I'm still. I remember that. that. I'll, I'll never forget that. I, I'll know. I'll know when it comes out, or if it gets talked about, <laughs> and you say that you have no money at that point in time. I'll know what happened. I mean, I doubt it would cost a full paycheck. Of course, now the new PlayStation <laughs> is probably going to end up costing a full paycheck, so I, I may end up. I'll just call. I'll just call my apartment complex and say, "Hey, I'm just letting you know in advance. I'm I'm going to keep my communication, um, so I'm being a, a good resident. But this month, I will not have rent. Um, <laughs> and and when I say I won't have it this month, I'm not going to have it next month either. I'll pay next month's rent, but this month is just going to have to be a wash, man. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure it out. And I'll let them know NCAA football, man. Like, I think they'll understand." I'll be honest. I I don't think they will, but it's I it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep, definitely <laughs> worth a shot. You never know. Um anyways, yeah. So you know. yeah, good for the NCAA for at least saying something. Um but yeah, we'll see if it actually turns out to be anything. Um <clears throat> but let's talk about the KUK State rivalry here for for football. I uh, it really hasn't it's been tough to call it a rivalry in football and in basketball because it's been just really so lopsided the last few years. Um, I think in basketball, we beat K-State like eight straight times or something. Um, maybe not eight straight. I don't know. It was They've beaten us once out of like the nine last uh, – the last nine times that we've played them, I believe, <clears throat> which last year was, was one of them. Um, and in football, they've pretty much – had our number uh, every year. So last couple of years, we've, we've kept it pretty close, but you know, it's, it, for the most part, it's been a pretty big butt whooping. So 
I don't know if I called a rivalry, but I mean it's in state, so I mean it's kind of what you get it from. But but this this one seems different, you know. Um, when you think back, what does this game coming up with all the excitement? Does it remind you of any past games, uh, KUK State games? It doesn't really remind me of any KUK State games because it's just been. We just have been bad for so long. It's hard to really remember back on some of those feelings of of anything other than uh, the you know the KU MU stuff. So there's a, this one feels different because there's so much optimism around the program. I, I don't. I still have went back and forth on if we win or lose this game, but there's just so optim so much optimism, of, you know, with our program. This K-State's program, it it feels different. It feels huge. And from what what was that what, what was that tweet on um what was that Monday maybe that I, I think that might have been Dayox Lance that tweeted it out that it's close to a sellout. I, that's it's going to be huge, and I think both sides feel like it's going to be huge. Yeah, <clears throat> you know KU they. And like you, I can't really remember one in recent memory. Um, I know I was super excited when Todd Reesing went there the 07 season, 07-08 season. <clears throat> and we won. It was a really close game. I think it was like 24-20 or something. Um, we were at K-State. So it's different because that was at, K- at K-State. Um, and, and that was a big deal, winning that game. Um, you know, but it, it's it's just been so long that we've actually been to a game and K-State's coming in town that it's had this, had this kind of feel to it. Almost feels like the KU, like a KU-Missouri game. You know what I mean? Like that That's the kind of feel it has to it. When Missouri came to town, uh, it was just always that, just it was intense, you know? Um, and that it just has that feel to it. You know, so much just energy and anticipation and... Um, you know, it's going to be interesting for sure. But <clears throat> let's kind of talk about um, the uh, K-State as a team uh, this year. So they started, I think, 3-0. and They were looking really good. Um, maybe they started 4-0. and I can't remember. But they were looking really good. Offense was looking great. Defense was looking 3-0. 3-0. Okay. 3-0. You're right, Bert. Yeah, so defense was looking great. Uh, they looked like a scary team. Like, honestly, a team that could potentially – win the Big 12 or at least go to the title game. And then they had a, a little bit of a lull there and then beating Oklahoma. Obviously, they went back to uh, the way that they looked before. And that was with having all those injuries at running back. So, um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on this K-State team? Yeah, they yeah they started out really, really strong. Um, they didn't – I guess really their main team that they played those first three games was – Mississippi State, that's the only Power 5 team that they played, and it, and they beat them. They started out 3-0, and and, all, and I remember you and I were like, oh, gosh, uh, okay. Uh, this this K-State team is not who we predicted that they would be. And then they kind of got whooped up on uh, by Oklahoma State and Baylor. They came back and beat TCU and, and Oklahoma, and now I'm – I'm probably more confused than ever with this K-State team. Um, I, I honestly, 
I will be honest. I wasn't as impressed with Oklahoma as I thought I was going to be whenever we played them. Jalen Hurts, I thought, was fantastic. But I feel like, I feel like during that K-State game, just every, you know, kind of the highlights that I saw that they really, really, um, made Oklahoma's secondary look as bad as kind of everybody thought they were. And, and I, and that's, you know, that, that made it, that made a huge difference in the game. Don't necessarily agree with the, uh, the on-site, uh, on-site kick call, uh, at the end of the game, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, that, I, I feel like that was pretty huge in that game. Uh, but yeah, K-State's, K-State's kind of tricky. They, they got off to a little bit of a slow start against Oklahoma. Uh, kind of like we did against Texas Tech and then came back and, and scored a lot of points in the last three quarters. And, and just that, you know, that made the difference. I'm still so up in the air on, on what I think of this K-State game or K-State team. Um, they don't have a lot of yards per game. They, they do have several points per game, but they don't have a lot of yards per game. And, uh, you know, their defense is kind of middle of the pack. So it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what, what teams come out in, in both teams, really. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I feel like, uh, both teams have really good offenses uh, and they both have suspect defenses. K State gives up a lot of big plays. KU is, uh, has a lot of big plays, especially the last couple games under Brent Deerman. So <clears throat> K-State's going to have to really watch for that. Um, and, you know, with us, obviously we've seen our defense. It's uh, against the run. It's just not great. And K-State, they can pound the ball. And that's what they'll do. You know, that's going to be their plan coming in. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and I'm with you, man, on K-State. I'm just uh, – it's confusing. You don't know what team you're going to get, and that kind of it confuses you and it worries you a little bit because you're like, man, if they come in with that Oklahoma, that team that played Oklahoma, man, we could be in some big trouble. Um, you know, any team that beats Oklahoma is, uh, you know, is a team to watch out for. Um, you know, so <clears throat> that could be interesting, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh it's exciting on both ends. You know, we actually have a team that we think can compete. K-State has a team that's coming in and, uh, you know, they're looking good. Uh, Both teams have a new coach. So there's a lot of uh, changing within both programs. Although K-State had a a better, I wouldn't say a better roster so much, but a deeper roster, more uh, roster than a a seasoned roster, I guess. more um, scholarship players. So they have a little bit of advantage there. I do think that KU has some more talent. Um, Their top talented players, I think are better than K-State's top talented players. Um, I'll say that much, but um, it's just, uh, it's intense, man. And what do you, I mean, the sellout, like how long is it? Did somebody put a tweet out? Like how long has it been since we've had a sellout or even a near sellout? I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that part. I just saw that you know we we're we we're close to having a sellout. I, I didn't see 
if anybody put out when the last time KU had a sellout. Uh, unfortunately, I have a terrible feeling that there's going to be too much purple in there, and that kind of bothers me. But, uh, you know, it's going to be different seeing the stadium full, that's for sure, because I was not impressed with that Texas Tech crowd. Uh, everybody stuck around, thank goodness, but I wasn't that impressed with it. And But it, it, I'm excited to see a sellout. I'm excited to see close to a sellout. I'm excited to see the stadium full, the parking lots full, everybody raring to go. Uh, well, I mean, what what do you think? 09, maybe 10 was the last time we came close to a sellout? Yeah, I think Turner Gill's first year, <clears throat> because we were coming off Mangino, so there was still some leftover support from Mangino and uh, it slowly started falling off as they realized, okay, Turner Gill is not Mangino. And then we got in Weiss, it picked up a little bit again and then it went back down because they're like, oh, Weiss sucks too. And then Beatty came along and people were like, who is this guy? So, you know, some people supported and then it went down real quick and then I think it's last year we averaged like less than 20,000 a game. Mm. Um, which Oh, that makes you just so sick. Um, yeah. So, I, did you ever catch? Did you ever catch the attendance for the Texas Tech game? I never saw it. It was around thirty thousand. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was like thirty, thirty-one, or something thousand. So, I mean, it was okay, you know. And uh, I really, honestly, think people just didn't think that we would win that game. And a lot of them, it was homecoming, so they probably had other things going on, and. Unfortunately for them, they missed the game, and it was an incredible game. So I think the how it ended, and just with KU winning and everybody rushing the field, that's going to bring people in because they're thinking, "I want to be, I want to be a part of that." And because yeah, let's be honest, KU wins don't come very often. <laughs> KU football wins, so you at least want to experience that in your your college career, uh, ability to to storm the field. So. Um, but let's talk about the storm in the field thing real quick. We talk a lot of trash on K-State fans and other fans storming the court <laughs> in basketball. And then we go and do it in football. What is your take on that? I think it's completely different. Uh, a basketball court is one hell of a lot smaller than a football field. Um, you know, it's a football field, we... It's it's so large that you know we we let everybody get out of the go away. We're not I, people didn't storm like the second that they that the kick went through, you know. And a lot of the case they you know they were gone. But uh, you know a basketball a basketball court is so small. Whenever you storm ten thousand people on that court, that's a lot of people in that tiny little space, and. I hope that we don't we don't feel the need. If we be K State, I hope we don't I hope we don't do it again. Oh, we will. But you know it'll happen. And I don't I know say we, I don't say we. I know we will. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> we will. But I, I kind of hope we don't. I kind of <laughs> hope we don't because K K you got that Big Twelve win. That was that that storming. I feel like that storming the field was for Les Miles getting his first Big Twelve win. Now we have one under our belt, and we shouldn't storm it if we win again. But on the other side, now K-State is ranked. 
if we beat them, you're, you're supposed to on the field if you beat a ranked team and you're supposed to be a crap football team like everybody expects we are. So on that side, I'm like, yeah, let's go on the field again. Let's get, let's get 20,000 people out there. But I, I hate it in basketball because the, go back, go back to your question. I hate it in basketball because it's so small. A basketball court is so tiny that, and, and then, you know, like the K-State fans, they, like that one stupid ass kid that went after Jamari Trailer and tried to shoulder check him, which is stupid. We never tried to do any of that stuff because we didn't hate, we don't hate Texas Tech players. They hate our players. I don't hate K-State players. I hate K-State fans. I'm going to shoulder check anybody. It's going to be a K-State <laughs> fan, not a K-State player. Uh, but that, I think it's completely different. I've always thought it's completely different because of the size of the field and the size of the what people are storming. Um, but I hope that soon we get to the point where we don't feel the need to storm the field. Yeah, I agree. It might take a while for football because uh, we're going to have to start getting used to, to winning in order for that to happen. But Because honestly, when they storm the field, they don't know when the next win's going to be. It's been, it's been that bad the last decade. So people want to do it because they don't know. Obviously, they're not going to do it against an FCS opponent or um, you know, a low end. Like if we would have beat Coastal Carolina, people wouldn't have stormed the field then. <clears throat> but Big 12 games are, are a big deal. Or if we have like Boston College coming to town and and they're you know a good a good team again, and we beat them, then yeah, I, you know maybe I could see that next year. But um, you know, had Kansas been six and two this year, then I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't storm the field because they would have already beaten West Virginia at that time. They would have won went to Texas and beat Texas. Um, and then if we you know we beat Texas Tech, I don't know if we necessarily storm the field the Texas Tech game. So. Um, right. Uh, yeah. I agree. I do agree. I think that if we would have went three and zero in non-con, and even if we would have beat West Virginia, we would have been setting at four wins. I don't know if we necessarily would have, and 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 then even still lost everything up until this win against Texas Tech to make it five. I still, at that point, I don't know if we would have stormed the field. Yeah, it was just that big, that Big Twelve win. I think is what what we really needed to get because we were so close right. against West Virginia, so close against, excuse me, against Texas. And we finally get over the hump Jeez, <clears throat> against Texas tech. So I think it was, it was really that, that energy, yeah. you know, that was just kind of building up. It's like you got a, a bottle of Coke and you're just sitting there shaking it and you're just getting close, but it's just not enough. And then it finally just gets so compact that the you know the top busts off, and then it just goes crazy. And I think that's what it was—just a bunch of pent-up energy. And finally, we got to celebrate a Big Twelve win, <clears throat> one with the coach. What, that, if, what if we would have been winning by twenty-one the whole game? Do you think we would have still done it? Uh, good it question. Been a last-second kick. You know, I I think that probably plays a big part in it too. Close games, I think. If it's a close game, I think it that energy builds up and it just and it's how it ended too. I mean, do you think about it, man? That's a that's a once in a lifetime type of ending. Dude kicks a field goal, gets blocked, the other team recovers it, 
They try to return it. He fumbles it. They say he pitched it. No, I've watched it plenty of times. It looked like he was thinking about pitching it, but number 76 definitely came up, knocked the ball out of his hands. The ball wasn't out of his hands. It got knocked out of his hands. And then our guy, the snapper of all people, the long snapper, recovers the fumble. We get to go out, kick it again with two seconds left, and nail it. And it's just like, that just doesn't happen, man. And I think you're right. I think that had a big part in storming the field. Had we been up big, I don't know. You know, I think people still would have stormed the field, but I, I don't think it would have been as crazy as it was. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. So I was, I was genuinely asking that question. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to tell. But yeah. It would be, it would have been interesting. I think we probably should have, we should have won that game by a couple of touchdowns in my opinion anyways. But yeah, I think, I think that just that whole ending and we just don't get that that often. And like you said, we don't know when the next, we, we're so used to not knowing when that next win is going to come. We have to celebrate our asses off every single win that we get. Yeah. Um, and the big thing with me with this Texas Tech win, the same thing as I, as I kind of felt during that Boston College win, you know, we didn't, we didn't win because they gave us the game. We, we won because we, we won the game. Um, if they would have, if Texas Tech wouldn't have fumbled after we, after they blocked that punt, or not punt, sorry, field goal, it's, it was still a tie game, and and we still would have had an opportunity to win. It's not like they were up by one and that that's what decided the game. That that wasn't it. Um, like what probably would have happened in the past is that we would have been down by like two if the if the you know the kick would have been blocked and you know, the game was over, but, and we would have somehow won because the other team lost the game. I don't feel like Texas Tech really lost that game. And just like Boston College didn't lose that game. We went out and won that game. We had, I mean, what, how many, what was it? 500 and what? I'm trying to look here real quick. How many yards total? 527 yards in offense. That is insane. And that proves to me that we, we didn't win the game because the other team lost it. We won the game because we went out there and we won it ourselves. And that is a huge turning point in this Kansas team. And it's a huge turning point in this Kansas coaching staff. We, we can go, we, that's why I have so much more confidence in possibly winning this K-State game is because I feel like we can go out there and win it. We don't have to wait for K-State to try to lose the game by throwing six interceptions. I feel like we can go out there and we can score 40 some points on this team and, and win the freaking ball game. And that's why, that's why there's so much optimism in this Kansas team right now. I agree. It's it's just it's more exciting. It's more exciting when you have offense. I mean, that's the thing with the teams in the past is our offense was so bad. Now the past two games, it's been one of the best offenses. I think top three in FBS as far as yards per game. So um, or total yards. So that's I mean that's huge, man. It's a ridiculous turnaround 
and we expected improvement, but we didn't expect. I think we I, in our our podcast when Dearman for his first game we said a little over four hundred yards per game, and, and it would have been a, an improvement. Well, he's um, like <laughs> made us look like idiots because he's <laughs> <laughs> he's put on over five hundred. So uh, it's crazy, man. Yeah, and you know and that in that, two in <clears throat> two games. In two games, I tweeted this. In two games, he has moved our our season average forty eight yards a game. That's insane in two games. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and that and that makes a difference. And and you're right about the Texas Tech game. I mean, we were down seventeen zero. It was looking pretty grim at that point. We're both thinking, well, this could end up being a blowout. It took him a while to get in rhythm. And then Bryce Tornaden, he was out of the game early. That's a killer on defense. And for Kansas to fight through that and to still find a way to win that game and to get their offense going, when they started getting their offense going, Tech couldn't stop us. And Tech, they don't have a bad defense. They have a pretty good defense for Big 12 standards. So um, it it was impressive for us to to keep going and – you know, even those third down and longs, you know, you're thinking, man, this is it, you know, third and 20, and then they get a touchdown or another big play. It's like, my goodness, man, like, how does this happen? So, yeah, they they fought, man. They didn't give up. Uh, that last drive to me was probably the most impressive drive of all of them because we just – we didn't do a whole lot. It was just nickel and dime getting little chunks of yards, converting third downs, Um and doing what we had to do in that one play by Dalen Charlotte where he had the pass and he had to go like an extra yard crawl the extra yard to get the first down. And he did. And it just, that just shows the toughness of this team and, and that they earned this, this win. They went out and got it instead of having it being given to them. So, um, they're tired of losing. Like we saw in that Texas game, uh, uh, miles to go. They're tired of losing. They're done with it. They're, they want to win, and Stephon Robinson and Dalen, or I'm uh, sorry, Stephon Robinson and Andrew Parchment, they're long. <laughs> I'm just looking at this. I I, I hadn't even looked at this yet. Um, I looked at every other stat that they had from the Texas Tech game. Robinson's long was 65 yards, and Parchment was 70 yards. That's their long. That's insane. And I think they both came off of. Third and long, did they not? If I remember correctly, I maybe I, one of them did. I know, but I can't remember if both of them their longs came off of a, a third down. Didn't KU like a while ago have like a stat that was like a wide receiver hadn't caught a touchdown in like so many games, and it was like a ridiculous amount of games. Right, and it was just like it was so bad because we're like, dude, we can't even get a wide receiver to get a touchdown, and now we have. Stephon Robinson has six in the last like two or three games. I mean, it's unreal, dude. Right. Yeah. We so, have two wide receivers that have six. That's crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy. Parchment, Parchment and Robinson both have six on the season. Yes, Robinson's are, I think, are what they're all from the last two or three weeks. Uh, but still, that's, that's 12 touchdowns from. Two wide receivers. I, I'm not. I I don't even want to go back to last year and look at how many 
uh, touchdowns we had from wide receivers, but it's probably about that total. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it couldn't have been great. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it's exciting. And that's what brings these people to the games. You know, it's, it's <clears throat> this offense we've had a pretty decent defense in the past, but when you don't have an offense to help that defense out or match it, then it, it's just hard for people to watch the game. It's just not fun. This offense is fun to watch. It's, they, they have so many different formations. They spread people out. They can spread the defense out. They can uh, put on a couple tight ends. They can throw some fullbacks in there. Uh, they can do shotgun, pistol. They can do uh, uh, a regular um, like eye formation. Uh, they'll huddle. Sometimes they won't huddle. They'll go quick. There's just so many aspects of the offense. It's really difficult to pinpoint what they're going to do, and I think that's what Britton Dearman brings with the RPO offense, it's not just one set. He's not always going to spread you out. He will bring you in, bring you in tight, and then he'll spread you out to where your defense is just sitting there, you know, just trying to, you know, figure out what's going on and you don't have the right personnel in, and then he burns you, you know? So, and with tech, we, we tried to run it there towards the, the beginning of the game. And it just, I mean, he kept pounding and pounding and it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden we get these big plays and it's because we dragged, their defense in um you know but that that's what's fun about this offense is there's just so many aspects to it um but let's and talk didn't, about- and didn't carter didn't carter stanley say that like what one reason why he was so upset right now which he's he's upset but happy at the same time but one reason why he's so upset is that there's only like 25 percent of the offense in yeah. isn't that isn't that the number that i heard or am i making it up no, it's definitely 20. Yeah, they said about 25% of this playbook is in, and which That's is insane. absolutely terrifying for other Big 12 defenses right now. Um, and I, I just don't know how he gets much better. How do you get much better than putting up 48 on Texas and putting up over How do you get much better yards? than having 527 yards in <laughs> offense? We don't know how it gets much better than that because we're not, we're not used to it. Oklahoma, obviously – they could do better, but look at the players they have on their team. They have like fifty four and five star players. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, you know, it'll be fun if we can keep him around. The dude's gonna get some calls after this year. He's probably already gotten calls, but after this year, he's definitely gonna be getting some calls. So hopefully, we can get him signed to something that just basically says you ain't leaving. Right. So, yeah. And I and and I have I I didn't even think about this until we were just talking about how many yards and, and things like that. But I bet, you know, 450 of those yards were in the in the last three quarters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we, we weren't doing much at the beginning. Maybe there. more. It was looking rough. Yeah, I remember looking up. More. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bet probably more because once the – after halftime, we came out and we, we really started – I think because we had 14 points at half, at the half and mm-hmm. we ended up with um, 37. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 37. So it was 37, 34. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we, yeah. So I can't do math right now for some reason. 20, was that 23? Point? Yeah, 23. 23 more points. So three touchdown, uh, missed, yeah, missed extra point and a field goal. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. My I do math all day, so my brain just doesn't do well. When I actually care about doing math, it doesn't do well. When I have to do it, because... If I don't, I'm going to get fired, then I actually do okay. But 
<clears throat> yeah, man, it's uh, it's insane, man. We could, we could sit here and rave about this offense all freaking day, and just a lot of it's just disbelief that it's actually happening, that we actually have an offense <laughs> that can keep us in games. Um, you know, but yeah, we scored <clears throat> we scored thirty seven of the game's last fifty four points. <laughs> Jeez, that's insane, man. Yeah, and the defense they were frustrating to watch because they give up so many rushing yards, and that's really frustrating on a defense. Because there's so many first downs. When a team is running the ball well against your defense, they're getting so many first downs, and it's frustrating because it's just like you get like this third down, right? And you're thinking, all right, we're going to get them this third down. Boom, they convert. What the heck? And it just seems like it happens over and over again. So, But the defense came out, and they, they stepped up, man. They made two key stops, gave our offense a chance to come in and tie it, gave our offense a chance at the end of the game. And the offense did a beautiful job of running that four minutes, dude. In Texas Tech, I'm pretty sure had two of their timeouts left, right? Three, maybe all three. <clears throat> and we used I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and we used all, <laughs> we used four minutes, you know, to go down the field, and, and that to me was just insane, man. I was thinking, okay, we're gonna, you know, if we score here, they're gonna get the ball back definitely, so we need to make sure it's a touchdown, but. Um, anyways, just that game was absolutely incredible. Let's talk, let's get back on the K-State game. So, um, what are some things that we need to do to make sure that this game is competitive and, and really even to win the game? Stop the rush by K-State. That's my biggest concern, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that, that's, that's number one on my list is, is, is stop their rushing game because their rushing game is, is the best part of their game. Um, you know, they, that, that's what that's what killed Oklahoma. They had what uh, they had the same amount of yards rushing as they did passing. That's wow. that's scary to me. Uh, they had two thirteen uh, for both. So that's that's terrifying to me because, like you just said, our rushing defense is not very good, and um. I, not having Drew Proxes, it, it really kills us. I, I, I think I saw that he's not going to be back for the rest of the season, maybe redshirt or something, but that, that's, that's got to be our, our number one focus on defense. It, it is stopping the, it's stopping the run. Um, and then on offense, you know, we just have to keep doing what we're doing. And we, K-State is a much, much better football team than, than Texas Tech. And we, we can't give them a, just like Texas, we cannot give them a 14 or a 17 point head start. It, we, we can't go three and out on our first four drives. We, we have to score first. We have to score second. I mean, we, we can't do that again because it's not going to work with this team. This team can obviously rush the ball uh, and, and keep us off the field. So that's, I would say those are those are the main the main points in my in my head so far. Yeah, rush defense is definitely going to be a pretty big part of of us beating K State. We have to find a way to slow it down. I mean, it's just been so bad. Even Texas burned us. Um, so we got to find a way. I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say stack the box because K State can they can throw the ball as well. Uh, although they do run better than they throw it. 
Another thing with K-State, too, is they got that uh, that quarterback that can run, and it's going to be similar to Texas where if we try to drop back in, 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 um, in coverage, too many guys in coverage, that quarterback gives him space to run, and he'll do it. You know, he, he will run on us. So it's going to be uh, – it's going to be interesting, man. It, that, I think you're right. That the the rush defense is going to play a huge part in this game. If they can at least not stop the K State run, but slow them down at least, I think that'll be a huge factor. Uh, special teams again wasn't great for the second game in a row. I don't know how we won, <laughs> um, but yeah, that that has to get fixed. Something on that line is not well. And it, it needs to get fixed ASAP. So whatever that is, get it taken care of. Um, and then I would just say for the offense, if they're going to start, they need to start fast. They can, we can't have any more of these. Sl- Granted, it was great to see our offense step up in the end. And it, obviously the ending numbers were fantastic. But we have to start early. I feel like, I feel like if we could get up like 14 to nothing – that would be huge for us. That would give us so much confidence, and I think we could we could keep that lead the entire game. But the, the oh, I would be, I, I would I would be going nuts at that point. I'm sure you would be too. But I'm sure the whole student section would be at that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we uh, if we can go up, if we can go up like that, and we just haven't seen it at all this year. We well, we scored first against Oklahoma, but you know, we kind of saw how that <laughs> how that kind of played out. Yeah. Um, but every game that we've been competitive competitive in or that we've lost in a competitive win, uh, we've given them a, a big lead. We, we beat Texas Tech. They had a 17-point lead. We were down to three seconds, uh, fake three seconds. With the Texas game, we gave them a 14-point lead. Uh, we gave Boston College, we gave them a 10 or 14-point lead. I at this point, I can't remember, but it was one of the two, um, and we won. And we won that game, but th- that's not going to work all the time. It's it's not a recipe uh, for success, and we need to get, come out. We need to knock them in the mouth quick, and we need because they're going to be confident. You know, the K State's going to be confident. This whole crowd knows the K State's going to be confident. They're probably going to have a pretty good sized crowd. We all know that they will because it's going to cost forty dollars to go to this game. It's going to cost eighty dollars to go to their home game. So they're going to drive over here and save a little bit of money to go to our game. And we need to knock them out quick, and we need to score fourteen points in the um, in the first quarter instead of or seventeen points in the whichever one in the first quarter instead of the second or the fourth. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely help to, to get off to that quicker start. So, And, and I don't think that the, the Texas Tech game that we played, I think unless Miles said it best, he's like, if we can start playing a full game, then our team would be, we'd have such a great team because we have issues playing. But uh, the one thing about this team, though, is they play better at the end of the game. And again, Les Miles has said this plenty of times. He would rather a team play better towards the back end of the game than to play good, play better at the front end and not the back end. Because when you play better at the back end, that's when you can close games out. Um, 
you know, so that that is something. But obviously, in a perfect world, we'd rather than just play a good game through the entire game. So hopefully, this <laughs> is hopefully this is that game. But um, <clears throat> let's talk about you know, it's it it it, it it's something to learn how to win. It's it, it, you can't just lose as many games with a lot of these people that are on this roster right now and just expect to win all of a sudden it's, it's a mentality and you have to learn how to win and what we did on saturday is learning how to win and it, it, you you know no matter you could have a better talented team all of this but if you don't mentally know how to win you're not going to win and i think that's the biggest thing that left miles and probably brent Deerman are teaching this team is mentally how to win. And if you learn how to mentally win, you're going to win on physically and you're going to win on the football field just like we did on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about predictions. So we're kind of getting Ooh. to that, that point. Yeah. So this is a tough one. You know, I, <laughs> I think my last prediction on our podcast, I had us losing and we won. Um, yeah. predict that we lose again then I guess right well, I mean I, I might have to go with that what, <laughs> but let's, I'm going to shoot it to you first what What do you think man what do you think is going to happen I think this is going to be a classic Big 12 showdown uh, not going to be a lot of defense I think both teams are going to be up there towards your uh, 500 yard mark I think that we get the third game in a row with over 500 yards and I think we win 46-42. Wow. 46, that's kind of a weird score. You're thinking some... I, I think some weird stuff's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's it... KU and K-State. We're not used to winning. It's going to be a weird score. It's going to be weird. Every, there's going to be some crap that happens. So that's it's what less, I'm going with, I guess. It's less Miles coaching, too. When he coaches, weird things always happen. <laughs> That's, that's, hey, he's called the Mad Hatter for a reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, K-State is, a, is a, a great team. They have a great coaching staff. Um, they had the, uh, a one-up or maybe ten-up on KU because they had a fuller roster um, of guys that have played, more experience, uh, at key positions, offensive line, defensive line, which next year that won't be the case. They'll be losing a lot of those guys. But this year it obviously has shown that it helps. Uh, the run game is strong. Uh, our run defense is not strong. Um, and they do have a pretty decent defense. They give up big plays, but for the most part, they have a pretty good defense. Um, you know, I think it's going to be tough, man. I think it's going to be tough. They're going to be confident coming in after beating Oklahoma. They're, you know, there's one of two K-States gonna, they're going to come in. It's going to be the team that's confident coming off of beating Oklahoma. They're going to have that swagger. They're going to continue on with that play. Um, or it's going to be a team that is hungover from the Oklahoma game, and that was basically the win of the century for them, and they're not going to be focused. And, you know, so I, I'm leaning more towards the team that uh, is going to have confidence and swagger to them <clears throat> just because the coaching, they have such a good coaching staff. And I'm not a big fan of their head coach. He just kind of acts a little douchey, but um, he's a good coach. There's no doubt. The guy's he's a coach. Uh He's done a great job with K-State. So, um, uh, you know, I do I do have us being in a dogfight, but I do think late, 
K-State does separate a little bit, uh, but I do have us losing uh, 48 to 34, unfortunately. So uh, our defense, I don't know, man. They're going to have to do a lot of things in order for this game to, to give us a chance for this game. I don't think Dearman, uh, this isn't going to be all on Dearman. I think we'll still get the 500 yards total offense, um, but there's just not going to be enough. Um, defense isn't, I'm not sure if they can do enough to, to give us that opportunity to win. So <clears throat> hopefully you're right. Well, that was depressing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not, it's, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Like it's going in the right direction. So, I mean, yeah, you could look at that and say, okay, that's depressing. Uh, okay. You lose them by a couple touchdowns, but um, you know, it, the thing is like the, look at the excitement, you know, you have to look at the positives in this thing. Um, you know, it, the chance that we beat Tex or beat uh, K State, it's not really that great. I mean, they're a good team. This is a ranked team we're playing. Um, you know, so I mean, it's tough, man. It's going to be tough. We still have a lot of things we're working on. Deerman came in, things are going great, but you know, we still changed our our offensive coordinator. You know, halfway through the season, this is going to be his third game. You know, so there there's still a lot of things, man. We have some injuries as well. Uh, Khalil Herbert left. Uh, that was a huge loss for us. We're still coping from that. Um, you know, it, it, our defense, um, you know, our uh, linebacker, <clears throat> Drew Prox is hurt. That was probably the one of the positions that we couldn't afford to have an injury and our best defensive player. He had been playing the best, in my opinion, uh, through the year. Uh, and he goes down and pretty, I think he's, like you said, he's out for the year. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that it's just going to take a lot, I think, for us to to get over the K-State hump. You know, winning a Big 12 game is different is one thing, but like K-State is a whole different, a whole different monster to attack. And, and Bill Snyder left that team a lot better than what, what K-State fans will say. Oh, yeah, 100%. They think that. They, he, they they all think that they, he left them in this pile of garbage. But, you know, they, their coaching staff is good. Their head coach is good. I don't like him. I think he, like like you said, I think he's kind of douchey. Uh, but I will always, it doesn't matter really who it is. I, I like Bill Snyder because it's hard not to respect Bill Snyder. Oh, yeah, but gotta love the guy. Probably anybody else that ever comes in there, I'm going to hate him. Um, and I'm going to call him a giant douche. But... It, it it will be tough, but even at that score you gave that you gave, even if we lose, that's still a step in the right direction. That's not we're not scoring fourteen points. You, you I think you said thirty four, right, or thirty five, one of the two. Yeah. Um, that's still that's that's still such a step in the right direction, and I hope that no matter if we win or lose this game, people realize that it is that that if we score points and that, and that if we're competitive again in this game, that it, that it is massive for the Kansas football brand and it's going to only get better. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> well, either way, it's going to be a full crowd and, and hopefully it's competitive throughout the game and we just get a lot of fun out of it. You know, I, I would love to see a close game. I, I mean, truthfully, I'd love for us to go out and, clobber k-state but the chances of that happening i think i have a better chance of getting a date with katie perry than uh us clobbering k-state um 
But if we if we do clobber K State, I will definitely give Katy Perry a call. That's for sure. Um, uh, or a tweet. A tweet, yeah. I yeah, I'd probably have to start <laughs> with a tweet because I don't know if she'd. I don't have her phone number, so I don't know that anyone would give it to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, either way, man, it, it, we're just looking for a fun game, a fun competitive game, a game that we're in most of the game or pretty much all the game, and then maybe at the very end, either we win or we don't. But at least it's to the very end, and we have a chance at winning the game at the end. I think that that would be a a fun thing. So, <clears throat> but let's talk about the tailgate. So. This is going to be our biggest one of the year. Um, is that right? The best one of the year, man. We've got got a lot of people coming. Got a lot of people coming. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I think we uh, we. Uh, I don't know if you were up there whenever we were talking about it, but we have a couple of people that that usually tailgate beside us. Uh, I think we're gonna all can join our tailgates together. Okay, so it is a little bit cold. Uh, there are going to be some sides on the on the tent because uh, we have we have one now, which moving on up in this world. And then we have a heater now, which is which is huge. And I think we're going to join some tents together. Um, some of the, like I said, some of the other ones that have sides, and so that we can block some of that wind because we are in lot fifty two, which it gets a little. Gets a little windy up there. It was, it was perfect last game, uh, but yes, it is going to be the best tailgate of the year. I think we're we're upwards of thirty people right now. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited. I, I'm not excited for the. Cold I can't cold. wait. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. But like I said, I'm not I'm not excited for the cold. I'm not a big fan of the cold. I'm kind of a wuss. But I did buy a new uh, a new jacket and um, socking cap so I can be prepared uh, just for this game, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that works out. I think I might get some long johns too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I will. I will one hundred percent be wearing my long johns this this game. <laughs> well, then I will be wearing those, and I'll be ready to go because I think we're going to get out there at around eight o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock, uh, and. Like I said, there there are a lot of us. We will have some food. Um, I will have a cooler full of drinks for anybody. I think there's a lot of truly in there, which is disgusting, but that's okay. You are welcome to drink it. And uh, we have some of the apple pie shots, which are delicious. We were passing around last week. And I think everybody else is bringing a little bit of different things. Uh, since it is a 2.30 game, and we're going to get out there around, like I said, 7.30 or 8, I think we're going to try to do some some hot chocolate with some peppermint schnapps. Who knows? Uh, it just all depends. So it's, it's going to be huge. The tailgate's going to be huge. The game's going to be huge. It's going to be the most electric game that we've had in several years. I am just very, very excited. It's very hard to work this week. Uh, it's very hard to do anything this week other than talk about and think about this KUK State game. <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you there. <laughs> but, yeah, if you guys get a chance, definitely come on by the tailgate and meet us. And, yeah. Um, just come by and see how ugly we are. We're pretty ugly. so 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, come see our dumbass faces. I mean, we look pretty stupid, so <laughs> come see us. Um, You're just speaking for yourself on that one. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, come by. Uh, we've had we we have had some people that come by, so uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I do have some I do have some up, uh, updated Cutter Stanley stats, though. If you would like if you'd like to hear them before the uh, the podcast is over. Yeah, go ahead. We're getting there towards the end. Go ahead and spit them out. Yeah, exactly. Some positive news to end the podcast. So, uh, like I pointed out on uh, on Twitter. If you listen on Twitter, or if you pay attention to anything that I say on Twitter, you probably don't. Um, <laughs> but Carter Stanley is now moved into sixth in um, career passing yards for KU. He has moved up to third in career touchdowns uh, for single-season touchdowns. He has moved up to fourth, and he and, and then single season passing yards. He's up to nineteen hundred. Fifth, we might have our first two thousand yard rusher since two or passer since two thousand nine. That's ten years. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. It's about it's about freaking insane. Insane. I I, I say. About as long as nothing terrible happens to him, he will be. Oh yeah, he'll absolutely. be here. Fingers crossed. We, hopefully, we will have it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fantastic. And and then I I pointed something out on Twitter the other day because I was just kind of screwing around, um, because I just thought it was kind of funny. It's not a knock on Carter. It's not a knock on any any of the coaching staff now. Even really the last three coaching staffs. But just to point out how ridiculous Todd Reesing's stats are, uh, that's that's all I was trying to do. Nobody really said anything bad to me, but just so people know. Uh, but for for Carter Stanley <laughs> to to pass Todd Reesing in career passing yards and career touchdowns, he needs to average per game. 1,733.25 passing yards and 14.25 touchdowns per game. And he will be that number one in all of categories. Per game. That's Thank not even know. like the rest of the year. That's, <laughs> that's per game. Like, those are like, <laughs> those are like NCAA stats, like NCAA football stats. Like, that's, that's what you do <laughs> when you're, I don't even know if you could even do that in a game. On that, on that it's game, a lot. I mean, jeez, I, I think NCAA football would probably like college football would cancel after the year if a player put up seventeen hundred yards passing and fourteen <laughs> touchdowns in one game. Yeah, I think so. But that was not a knock on Carter. That was just that's that just blows my mind that our number two um, career leader in touchdowns has 35 and our number one has 90. That's incredible to me. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. That's such a huge difference. But Carter Stanley could very well pass uh, Todd Reesing in single season uh, in a couple different places if he 
he plays the way that he's playing now. And who knows? He, he you know, he's going to be up there towards the top. Carter Stanley is the best quarterback that we have seen since Todd Reesing. And that's it. I mean, he really is. I don't care. You can argue, argue with me if you want, but that's true. Uh, you otherwise, if you want to argue with me, but he is 100%, no questions asked, the best quarterback that we have seen since Todd Reesing. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody would disagree with you. I think that's spot on. And... There, there's people that want, still want Beatty here. So yes, there are a couple people <laughs> that would probably disagree with me, but not the logical people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to give those idiots time of day. Um, so, yeah, but it, it, just imagine if Carter Stanley had, you know, Dearman for his entire career, it just would have been, you know, and you don't want to think about the, about that too much because you feel bad for the guy and you don't want to keep thinking about the past, but, you know, okay, you should look back at his previous years that he, he didn't play very often and see if they could maybe, uh, calm the NCAA and, and to give him, giving him a medical red shirt for one of those years. Cause he already took a red shirt. I think you could maybe apply for a medical red shirt. I mean, obviously you can't, but I just think it would be funny to try just to see what happened. Um, who knows at this point, <laughs> yeah, but they just make up rules as they go. So who knows? But, uh, yeah, anyway, so a lot of good information there. Big game. If it just, if you guys are, and you still haven't gotten a ticket, if there's still tickets out there. I don't know if there is. I, I know it's getting pretty slim pickings, and the tickets are, are not cheap now. Um, but I'm just I'm praying there's more blue than there is purple. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Although it will be funny if a bunch of K State player team or fans, cheese player team fans, whatever <clears throat> K State fans go to the game and watch their team get clobbered. That would be the best feeling in the world and just to see them either leave the game early or just to see the look on their face, the entire game of just complete, just disappointment. And I, I would really love to see them. The, the, what do they call it? The surrender Cobra. Yeah. The surrender Cobra. Yeah. Which I did that. I hope so. I hope we get to see a lot of that over that, over, over on that, uh, the other side, there are a lot of other teams fans that sat right by us all the time. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the other season ticket holders sell their tickets. I'm not real sure, but I always feel like there's a bunch over in our section. Yeah, I have annoying. Seen a few. Yeah, it definitely is. But all right, we'll just wrap this thing up. So uh, uh, you can follow me again if you're not following me already uh, on Twitter at the Fitz Ku Ryan. Where, th- where can they follow you at? Follow me on Twitter at Hawk underscore Jock and on Facebook at Hawk Jock KU. Awesome. All right. Well, get your asses to the game. It's going to be a good one. Sunflower Showdown. I'd, that's all I can say. Just get to the game. If you, if you can't go into the game, you don't have a ticket, go on the hill and watch the game. Just be there. Be a part of the magic that's going to happen. Hopefully Ryan scores right and mine is wrong. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we look forward to it. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be an exciting time. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening and you have a wonderful night.